0: everybody and welcome to the Kachat. It's the only podcast brave enough to ask the question. Hey, what's up with the cars? I am Lucas Southworth
1: and I'm John Bishop and we're going real fast today because guess what? It's cars. Cars go fast.
0: Speed. I am speed. It's the first words in the first movie. Probably. Quicker
1: than quick, faster than fast.
0: Yeah, but let's slow it down.
1: Yeah, because it takes a while for these things to dry. And what am I talking about when I say that?
0: Okay, I can do it. I know what the subject is, so I have a theory based on that, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, I do know it's fingernails. Yes. Fingernail polish on it.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And as we all know, you cannot run if you've got fingernail polish on it.
0: Famously.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So, fingernail polish. Yes. What's that? What is it? Like, how does that relate to today's topic?
0: John, you know you're going to have to answer that instead of me.
1: Well, uh... The easier answer would have probably just been, you can wear it.
0: Yeah, that's that's it. That's kind of the episode. We're yep. talking about stuff you can wear in the cars first. because sometimes these crazy little sons of guns wear hats, mm-hmm. glasses and stuff, and other things that we may or may not be discussing.
1: Now, originally, I was curious about just, let's talk about nail polish and how that relates to, like, cars, because essentially... The, the nail polish and the car paint are the same type of paint. It's, it's an enamel. Sure. So it's just got me thinking, well, is that their clothing? If clothing is just a shell that they have. But then also you think about it and like we've got enamel that we put decoratively on top of our fingernails. And we've also got teeth enamel. Mm-hmm. And what if, hear me out. I will. Their entire skin is teeth.
0: Okay. Okay, I'm hearing you out. What if their entire skin is teeth?
1: Initially, you notice that a lot of the cars, they got one tooth, two tooth, that's it. They got two tooths, and those two tooths are just bars of tooth.
0: Yeah, I was going to bring up their existing teeth, for sure, mm-hmm. so I'm glad you have.
1: So what's up with that? How, how is it that they have two teeth? And then there are some people who have many teeth.
0: I mean, the answer is, and we know what the answer is, the answer is, Uh, Just difference in animation standards for these different characters. The animators didn't want to animate all those different lines in between the teeth for Lightning McQueen and other characters. But Mm -hmm. that's not how we answer questions on this podcast, is it? How do we answer questions on this podcast? By saying something like the teeth are continuations of their body is what I assume you're going for? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: The, The teeth are just a part of their body that is grown. So like we talk about the fact that... okay. There's the mechanical bits, and then there's the squishy bit. And somehow we have to understand that, yeah, the mouth is the squishy bit. And inside the mouth of regular people and car people, there are teeth. And teeth aren't squishy. Famously. Unless uh, you got some real bad teeth.
0: Unless some stuff's gone very wrong for you, Mm -hmm. uh, which is possible.
1: Or if you're real, real weird, I guess very right. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can want squishy teeth. I'm just not going to support that if mm-hmm. you do.
1: I'm going to go ahead and make a bold statement. You shouldn't.
0: Yes. Yes. Good one, John. Uh, I think this works well enough. I mean, one of us, our earliest theories that I think we that we stole from MatPat, I don't know, is that the cars are bugs and that the metal are carapaces, yeah? Yes. So just... That sort of lines up sort of with what you're saying to me, like mm-hmm. teeth, carapace, they're similar enough for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the teeth just being an extension of that works for me, yeah.
1: It could be some form of chitin, or as uh, James Marsters says, oh, boy, I can't believe he says this, it, chitin. Chitin? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That's not how you pronounce that.
1: It's not. It is how it's spelled, though, so it I is. get it. And the problem is when you're reading an audiobook Dresden Files, six out of ten would recommend, mm-hmm. but only to specific people. Sure. Uh, it's uh, it's kind of like you say it once, you gotta say it every time.
0: Ah, So, okay, this is an issue if he's reading an audiobook. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize, okay, yeah. I mean, maybe that's the scientific way to pronounce it, you know? I doubt it very much.
1: Well, seeing as how it's like almost certainly based on I don't remember if it's Greek or... It's probably Greek. But, like, C-H-I is chi. Mm-hmm. Almost certainly it's chitin and not chitin. For sure. But who knows?
0: But, like, at the very least, whether it's the scientific pr- correct pronunciation or not, there is a like a, a generally accepted way we pronounce it, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you don't pronounce it that way, people aren't going to know what you're talking about. Like, I assume you didn't the first time.
1: I mean... Uh, probably not honestly it might be one of those things where i so i like audiobooks i like podcasts quite a bit because quite frankly i'm not a fast reader Mm -hmm. so there's a good chance that like before i knew what it was that i heard it a time or two and then i was like what is that and then i looked it up Mm -hmm. and then saw how it was spelled so chicken egg chameleon chameleon who knows?
0: for sure real quick Off-topic, but I don't know, I'll probably leave it in. Did you listen to Murderbot on audiobook? Yes. How how was the audiobook reader for that? I bet that would be a good one to listen to.
1: I think that when you hear the person reading it, you're going to agree that this was just a good choice. Sure. A very good choice for the character, at least. Okay. It a very, very good performance of, oh yeah, I very much buy that this guy is a person who doesn't realize that he is a sentient person, mm-hmm. but just clearly exists in this world. Yeah, It's it's pretty great. Because, like, oh, he's reading this as if he's trying to be dry, but in a way that's coming off as it's definitely a choice. Okay. I like it.
0: Nice. That's that's the podcast's official recommendation, or The Murderbot Diaries by Martha Wells. Mm-hmm. It's a book that my brother... Turned me onto a full series. My brother turned me onto, and I turned John and Lizzie onto. And usually, I don't give them recommendations of things they like, so I'm happy for this.
1: And uh, if you're worried that he just doesn't know as well, no, he just doesn't give us like recommendations no, yeah. usually.
0: Yeah, I, I I don't read a lot these <laughs> days. So anyway, nail polish. Yeah. So yes. you're so what we're getting to is nail polish is the paint on them, and their bodies are made of teeth. That's what mm-hmm. we've said so far? Are we sure that's what we've said so far? Uh
1: That's that's what I've posited. <laughs> okay. Because here's the thing. Some people have... like I think maybe Sarah. They mentioned, I believe, that... I can't remember who it was specifically. I think it was Sarah. Uh, they, when they were born, had a tooth. And it was one of those teeth that it's not an actual tooth. It's just a calcium deposit. Mm. And that just has me thinking, okay, so... We already know that f- fake hard growths happen and it's just a thing we have to accept. So what if that just happened and it was on the outside? Yeah now here's here's the rough part. Okay. If we're thinking squishy bit and we're thinking uh robot and we know that they do get paint jobs, yeah. What if the steel like the main frame of the body, the aluminum, uh, whatever metal you're going for. What if it is replaced, not instead of uh, metal, by some sort of nano machine or nano fabric, if you will, or carbon fiber nanotubes? Uh, what if instead it was a biological chitinous growth? That it's an exoskeleton. Yeah. That oozes through whatever hard bit they put onto it.
0: Okay, the paint itself is an exo exoskeleton is what you're saying.
1: It's, you get your clothing, your squishy bit, and you can change it out while you're growing because it you, like, shed it like a snakeskin. Uh-huh. But then you get stuck in it when your body goes through puberty and you start excreting a very specific form of chitin that goes through this weird somewhat porous material it's porous because it needs to be flexible yeah and you just kind of fuse with it and that's just how it how it do
0: and you're saying that this is their the like metal or the paint on the metal I'm sorry I'm a bit I'm a bit lost in the metaphor here
1: well here's a weird bit okay with all this when you get your nails painted if you want it to last you want it to look pretty for a while oh that's Rory Yeah, And you want it to look pretty for a while. Also, uh, if you're listening to this in the future, don't know why you're listening to it in the future, but happy birthday. Um, Me? My boy.
0: Oh, yeah. It was his birthday. It was Rory's first birthday. I was there celebrating with you, future Rory. (laughs) Yep. I got you uh, superhero stuff because, hey... John and I are certainly going to try to make you like the things we like. Mm -hmm. If you don't, that's okay. More than okay. But we're going to give you the opportunity.
1: Yep. And uh, funny little thing. I'm just going to share this with the audience. Lucas decided to buy two Batgirls because he wanted to make sure that Rory had a Flash.
0: Listen, I'm not going to get him Superman if I can't also give him the Flash. If Superman ends up being his favorite, that's understandable. I have nothing against Superman, but I'm giving him the option of objective best superhero in my favorite the flash every time
1: (laughs) all right all right um (laughs) okay so i got distracted but if you want it to be pretty and you want it to last long one good option is to give it a clear coat yeah so my theory would be that good old ramon he does a paint job and oozing through the steel oozing through the aluminum oozing through even the paint job
0: Oh okay. There's
1: a clear coat lacquer finish on these uh, beautiful cars and that's a weird skin fusion.
0: Okay, it's it, it's like the top coat to quote what little I know about nail polish. Okay. I mean, certainly not our most evidence supported theory, but mo- probably not our least evidence supported theory either. So, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> All right. You want to talk about other stuff people can wear? You got more nail polish, uh, teeth, body stuff to go on.
1: Well, it's just got me thinking. Sure. How much of this? How much? OK, so I've seen some lines on my new vehicle. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, is it scratched? And then I'll like rub it away. And no, it's just like some spider silk that got some weird growth on it or whatnot. Basically, I just get look, little lines and word. Oh, no, I got scratches on my new car. And then I, nope. Don't have to worry about it because these things are hard to scratch, hard to damage. Mm-hmm. And I have to imagine that's so much better and worse when you can grow a new layer on top of it.
0: This would explain this sort of biological top coat that oozes through the metal that you're you're postulating. Would help us a lot with the fact that they feel pain.
1: They feel pain.
0: When their outer bodies get hurt.
1: And they can, in theory, heal. Yeah. Because these people buy some, okay, medicated? Medicated bumper ointment. Yeah. And it's for helping with rust. And basically, the way to help with rust is to get rid of the rust and then Mm -hmm. just paint over it. And hope you haven't lost a lot of material. But if you can grow new material, that's a different thing. And if you can just grow new paint, then you're going to have to deal with rust a lot less. Yeah, so hopefully they can.
0: And maybe the issue with rust is maybe you don't produce uh, this sort of lacquer uh, mm-hmm. in, in either the quantities that you need to or at all. Uh, and without this natural protection, the rust gets to your metal body so uh, this maybe Rusty's medicated bumper ointment is a sort of synthesized version of that or helps stimulate the production of it.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, It's like getting uh, an enamel coat on your teeth when you've got a cavity or anything. You have it taken out. You take out the bad stuff, the rust, and you put the ointment on and it will coat it over and you won't have to worry about getting new rust.
0: There we go. We figured out how they made medicine for cars.
1: Which does, of course, bring me back to, oh no, their skin is teeth.
0: Yeah, th- that's the best evidence we've had so far. The, the other stuff I was just sort of uh, humoring you on because we need to make a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the Rusty stuff, I, I dig. I think that's at least an amount of evidence for our theory.
1: Yep, 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 yep. So you heard it here probably for like the eighth time. Car skin is teeth.
0: I know everyone's been saying it lately, but Mm -hmm. we're just we're just sort of hopping on the hype train at this point. But, you know, we we got to we got to get that SEO. You know, we got to get them clicks.
1: Yep. You know how we uh, the Olympics happened and then we were like at least two weeks after it started. We're like, hey, let's talk about it.
0: Bada bing. That's the kind of high quality journalism you could expect from the chat. John, I want to talk about Crocs.
1: All right. Let's talk Crocs. We've talked about it before on this podcast, I do believe, unless it got cut, but there was a release of some Crocs, special edition Crocs.
0: Yes. And before we get too far into this, special thanks to Al for asking slash demanding we get into the uh, adult size Lightning McQueen Croc drama. Uh, they tweeted, uh, astonished plus upset that you haven't des- discussed the Lightning McQueen Crocs drama, and they were absolutely right to tweet that. Uh, they also linked just just an incredible breakdown on Reddit of the whole deal uh, that we will... I believe I retweeted their tweet at the time, uh, but I will uh, also tweet this out with the episode so you can read it, because we will certainly not go as in-depth as this person did. Uh, yes, but-
1: because here on the Chat, we will talk for uh, a good 200 hours about Disney Pixar's cars, but... What we're just covering is the generalities, the yeah. the vague notions of culture. Like, here's the problem. We ask people, hey, what do you want us to talk about? And a lot of them will just suggest something like, oh, yeah, we've already talked about that. Because we, we here at the chat, we like to discuss all of the uh, more obvious things because, I mean, someone's got to. So it's us. It, that's it.
0: Yeah, in our 126 hours of discussing the Kachat, of discussing the Cars movies, we don't really get in-depth, you know?
1: (laughs) Not too in-depth, at least. Like, we'll answer your basic questions, like, uh, how would Car bang? But we're not going to talk about, like, the in-depth political nature of uh, sales and commercialization.
0: So basically, the ultra, ultra, ultra basic rundown of the Lightning McQueen Crocs drama, which is an incredible sentence to say out loud, uh, is uh, Crocs made some children's shoes, as they do, that were uh, designed to look like Lightning McQueen. I believe they even lit up, which is pretty cool. But they didn't make them in adult sizes, which is, uh, you know, bad of them. Mm -hmm. So in 2017, a person got a a petition together, which got, I believe it's in here thirty thousand, thirty three thousand. Wow, uh, <laughs> signatures uh, that demanding that Crocs make adult sizes of the Lightning McQueen Crocs, mm-hmm. and they did, and they sold out within twenty four hours. Which, for the shoe collecting world, isn't crazy. You know, there are people who collect all kinds of things, and they—if they're desirable—they'll sell out quick. Yep. But then they didn't make any more.
1: <laughs> Why would they? They already got everyone who would ever want or need them a pair. No. Because that's what sold out means, right? <laughs> yeah. So. Just in... like the PS5 and the Xbox, whatever
0: basically in 2021 they're like oh we'll make some more and learned no lessons from it and they sold out in 47 minutes this time (laughs) and people said i will read some of the quotes that people said on twitter that this person let me get their reddit username so we can properly uh credit them user freeman boyd uh collected for us saying uh not getting lightning mcqueen crocs will be my village and origin story I don't want to hear a single ka-chow today. Uh, My mental stability depended on getting a pair of those Lightning McQueen Crocs. Uh, And yeah, so a bunch of good stuff. I will, I do want to read their last paragraph in its entirety, because this whole thing is very well written in just, just a very genuine way. They're a good storyteller and a good writer, but their conclusion is very good. It says... Hell, we'll probably get another restock. Or Crocs will see the money in this and branch out into more CG movie characters people like. Shrek. Probably Shrek. And we'll have Shrek ear-shaped gibbets. And a little frog, too. I don't know. If you'll allow me to argue otherwise, I think this would be a lateral move on Crocs' part. Just the Lightning McQueen ones? That's funny. Trying to do more of those... That just sounds like giving in to the crowd who only consider these shoes goofy and stupid and only likable in terms of wanting to be goofy and stupid. I say, no. Kill the part of you that cringes. Foam clogs are cool. Crocs are cool. They're popular for a reason and I see no reason why Crocs can't occupy the same space as any other cool shoe, especially when they look like the world's coolest racing car and light up. ka
1: All right, now here is where the pedant in me must take a stand. Okay. Crocs are not cool. They are popular. They are comfortable. But cool has a different meaning than what Crocs are. Crocs are a product that people enjoy. Some people really like making fun of them. Some people really like them in a very genuine way but cool does not align with what they are.
0: Yeah, but this is, that's exactly what this person is arguing against. They are saying to them, crocs are cool, and if you think crocs are cool, if you like crocs, and if you like them aesthetically, if you like that they have Lightning Queen on them, they're cool. End of story. Like They don't have to fit societal standards. If you like them in this way, uh, then they are cool. But the pedant
1: in me is arguing that that's just not what the word cool means. Because cool is not an individual ascribable term. Cool is a general consensus word. It can be good to you. It can be enjoyable. It can be a great product. But cool requires consensus.
0: I disagree. We can 100% think different things are cool from each other. Uh, and we can both be right personally. Like, I, I don't agree that cool has to be generally agreed upon.
1: I think that the meaning behind it very well could be. But I think that there must be a different word that is more accurate in that usage.
0: I am on Miriam Webster, which is not not the end all be all.
1: everyone knows the end all be all is of course dictionary.com because they got the url
0: is of course john Cameron bishop uh but there are two definitions one being very good excellent uh and the other being fashionable slash hip so i think we can both be right within those bounds
1: within the first definition definitely i would agree that works Within the second definition, I think it has to be agreed upon.
0: Yeah, so I'm saying there are multiple connotations to the word "cool." So I'm more using the first; you're more using the second.
1: All right, but then we have to go for well, what's the tiebreaker? And let's face it,
0: it's this uh, person on Reddit. You're right. So. No,
1: it's it's the other definition of cool, uh, of or at a fairly low temperature. Now here's the thing:
0: crops Crocs are Keep made your of feet cold
1: are made of foam which does not transfer heat very well which means that if your feet are cold they will remain cold if they are warm they will contain the heat the venting holes will alleviate that in both directions but the crocs themselves are not cool they are average at any given time
0: nah man you're not you're, you're discarding the venting holes too much. They are specifically designed to vent heat out of there. Just because they are not, there is nothing physically occupying that space does not mean the venting holes are not an integral part of the croc design.
1: Sure, but if you let heat escape, you're letting heat escape. And if you're letting uh, cool air in, you're letting cool air in. It's in both directions. I don't know, man. It's like an open window is not hot or cold. It is whatever the weather is.
0: It facilitates coolness almost universally through the flow of air. Like, if it's significantly, significantly warmer outside than it is inside, then yeah, it can make things worse. But universally, almost universally, a, a window, an open window is seen as facilitating coolness. Uh, even if it itself is not cool. So I would argue the same about the venting holes and crocs, which facilitate coolness onto your person. So now maybe you've... crocs aren't cool, but they make you cool.
1: The, uh, you've used a clever term there because.
0: I think I used lots of clever tools.
1: You said seen as, and I agree that people see windows being opened as facilitating coolness. But in my experience, at least in the past month or two, uh, very much closing the windows is the only reason my house is not just an arid desert.
0: Yes, John. But who among us of the two of us was arguing about the universal, general accepted uh, perception of things earlier? You were arguing for the power of that, and I let it go. I, would, I, I let no, us both. Ha- I let us both have it. Is what I did.
1: You were willing to let us both win, and I am never willing to uh, accept a middle ground.
0: I must either
1: lose or win catastrophically.
0: And I think you've just lost catastrophically because I brought your own argument back against you. We could have had it both ways, but now everyone agrees. Uh, Everyone who's listening, they're texting me right now. Al Al herself has texted me. She said, you're right, Lucas. So I think that's that.
1: Oh, dang. Al, why would you... I thought man I thought you were on my side on this one
0: now here's here's the rub of this episode, John
1: mm mm-hmm. uh when you rub enamel against enamel, friction
0: and that's less true lubrication okay now we're getting somewhere but no uh I did promise Al we would discuss the crocs and we have but again, in this podcast when we discuss things, we do it for a specific reason and that is to reveal inner truths of the cars first yes. How can the sale and drama surrounding these crocs reveal inner truths of the cars first to us? I'll let you start, not because I don't have ideas, but because I want to hear yours first and form some of my own.:
1: <laughs> The rules governing a created media, yeah, exist within the confines of its intent or it's design intent, creative fabrication. When someone makes something, whether or not they're consciously doing it, they have intent that they will instill within it. If you're doing something that is a purely creative endeavor or an artistic endeavor, you've got that going along with you. But then uh, collaborative efforts create a more rigid and uh harder to uh bend set of rules because one person may feel this way and then another person feels another way while they're both creating the same thing so it's rigidly defined by the things that are agreed upon by all creators and one thing that these crocs and this controversy and the films and everything about the manufacture of the uh products that are being sold for it all show that the underlying fundamental rule of the car's world is it's for kids. Yeah, it's for kids. It's for kids. It's to sell products for kids. To kids.
0: When adults come in and try to put their own thing on it, it just makes it worse.
1: Which does not bode well for a podcast (laughs) where two adult men discuss Disney Pixar's cars in ways that are clearly from the viewpoints of, and the analysis of adult men.
0: Yeah. This podcast has always been at odds with like a, like guiding principle. I try to go by, which is like, just because something isn't made for you, doesn't mean it's bad. Like I like, Teen Titans Go. I recently w- rewatched the original Teen Titans, you know, which is a very, very, very important show to me growing up, and Teen Titans Go, which is uh, a sort of reboot of Teen Titans uh, that is takes out almost all of the dramatic elements of it, takes out a lot of like what made it cool, and really focuses in on humor, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and a specific form of humor that the original show did have. Yes. But in a lot less of an obvious and this is what the point is kind of way. And that is, of course, childish humor.
0: Yes, because it's made for kids. It and like, is. I remember when I first saw clips of it, my, my initial reaction was really intensely bad <laughs> because I, Teen Titans, again, is a very important thing to me. And in my head, I was like, no, this thing is always mine and it should remain the way I want it to be. But, you know, kids really like Teen Titans Go like they really like it Mm -hmm. Uh, and it introduces them to superheroes and they like these characters still. Mm -hmm. And Uh, if
1: you want some adult humor, they do that, too. And in like obvious ways that I'm pretty sure we've talked about on this podcast, like Cyborg has a joke where he literally beats his meat.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he like, sees
1: some fine legs on a raven and he beats his meat to it, which is problematic. Yeah. <laughs> but it's adult humor.
0: Yeah. And like like that's that's something that took me a while to learn and is it something I think a lot of nerd culture struggles with? Oh yeah,
1: it's gatekeeping. Yeah. It's a big part of nerd culture is This is mine. It cannot change because if it changes, that means it's not mine and I don't have the control that I want over it. And here's a big thing you need to know, nerds. You don't. You don't have control over your media because guess what? It's not your media. And here's a really rough thing that's harder to accept. Even if you created it, it's not yours. And that is something that I intrinsically despise. If I create art, to me, it's my art. I get to say what it is. But...
0: People don't have to agree with
1: you. That's not how life works. Yeah. And it's the same reason I despise the fluidity of language, because language is always changing, and words don't mean what they mean. Because what they mean to one person is not what they mean to another person. And it's really hard to accept, but If you create something, someone can take that and feel however they want to feel about it or just feel however they naturally feel about it, whether they want to or not. And that's going to be almost certainly different than what you intended.
0: Yeah, and that doesn't make them wrong or incorrect. Like, they get what they get from it.
1: It didn't ruin your childhood. You had your childhood. Now someone else has theirs.
0: Yeah, all that to say that sometimes when we do this, I get a little bit like, are we taking down this children's uh, property? Are we like punching down almost in a way? But
1: here's the answer. Yes.
0: (laughs) One. Yeah, kind of. But two, it has helped me to view it as like finding a way to share ownership of this with people, finding a way to find a joy in this property mm-hmm. and finding a way to celebrate it. I think well ultimately what we do while we make fun of cars quite a bit is we end up celebrating it in a way. Because like if we didn't care about it, we wouldn't do all these episodes about it, you know? <laughs>
1: yep. Yeah. And here's here's the rub. What we're doing is essentially using that thing that we know is bad to fight the thing we know is bad. We are basically gatekeeping by saying, well, this doesn't make sense in order to fight the whole, well, it's for kids because what we're doing is we're enjoying it in a way that it wasn't intended to be enjoyed. And that's good for us. Yeah. And it's good for anyone who wants to listen to us, which good on you.
0: Yeah, thanks. So, John, it seems like the crocs revealed less about the inner truths of the cars verse and more about the inner truths of ourselves in the chat. hmm. So
1: and uh, it big also ups to Al. <laughs> yeah. It also reveals something that is painfully obvious from the moment you hear that there is something called cars that is about cars. And that is it's about monetization of consumer goods.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, there are some artists who have put some genuine love and passion into these movies and have created some meaningful content and art. But yeah, it's also about selling a bunch of toys. Speaking Mm -hmm. of little toys, I do have an update to Lucas's Diecast Corner, which is almost certainly not what I've called that in the past. But I don't know. Who cares? All right. And John knows all about this one because Mm -hmm. he did get me for my birthday. Uh, If you remember several episodes ago, this was teased. My birthday present from John. Uh he did get me a Darth Vader diecast uh which is good for so many reasons uh but I think my favorite cuz we've discussed the Star Wars diecasts at length at times is their admission that Vader should be viewed as a villain.
1: Yes. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> like, like I can't get over the fact that there are in fact literal villains in the cars first that they could have <laughs> made Darth Vader and they went no. It's Mater and be Vader and Vader sound
1: the same, so yeah.
0: They also did that for for sure. Mm-hmm. But that one is another prized edition. So thank you to John.
1: Ah, uh, so if you if you guessed it right, uh, send in your vouchers and we can have those redeemed for you.
0: He does have, and this is relevant to the subject at hand, which hasn't been true for, about this podcast for a while. Uh, a cape. That he is wearing, which gets us back on subject. Sometimes the cars wear clothes, John.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is weird. Yeah. Because we've already talked about it. That's what the paint is. The paint is the clothes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And, like, it's not a lot of clothes. Like, they don't wear shirts. But they do wear glasses and little hats and capes, apparently. And it's just inconsistent enough to drive me insane.
1: See, the thing is, glasses, those are functional. They help yes. someone see. A cape, as, as noted many a time by many a media, focused on pretty heavily in uh, The Incredibles, typically completely non-functional. Yeah. Unless the function is to be showy, there's no reason for cape.
0: Yeah, and the other big one I'm thinking of is the British guards in Cars 2 have the, you know, British guard hats. And
1: also, uh, Materdoor?
0: Yeah, oh, he's wearing a bunch of clothes, ain't he? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a shame. But again, we've even discussed with glasses, and I know this is a point that's been raised, but they literally all have glass in front of their eyes. Yep. Probably.
1: Which would mean...
0: Unless the glass is their eyes. (laughs) They just
1: don't form it properly. And you have to assume that there's glass in front of their eyes because the man who had the bugs in his eyes was fine. Yeah,
0: that's true. So it seems like they could wear windshield glasses, basically. They should. They could build them in, but they choose to wear glasses and in Professor uh, Zundap, I think is his name's case, a monocle, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous.
1: Yes. So, uh, side note. Yeah. Side note, there's an entire YouTube video about it. I need to know, do you think that Wormhole and Monocle technically rhyme?
0: Wormhole, Monocle. I mean, you can make them sort of rhyme if you pronounced it monocle coal. If you really hit that last one, but not really.
1: Okay. Well, let us know what you think in the comments, because I just I need to know, because I think... That wormhole monocle is a great name for the product.
0: Mm. Okay, Chris
1: and Jack. By the way, Chris and Be- Chris and Jack on YouTube.
0: But I think it also goes past the literal clothes we've seen, you know, the, what we think of as clothes. Mm-hmm. Because we have we always bring up that tires are kind of like shoes.
1: Yep, they are shoes and also feet.
0: Yes, which really really messes with us. But there are also things like. Uh, like hood ornaments, you know. There are mm-hmm. things that are purely
1: antenna toys.
0: Purely ornamental decorative on them. Mm-hmm. Which is backed up by this week's wiki quote of the weekday. It's not a weekend Give me it's that. Weekend.
1: weekend summer sun
0: in the fun. So this time we are going over to worldofcarsdriving.fandom.com slash wiki slash carmani which if you don't know is a pun on Armani
1: what okay now uh, insert a audio gif of my head exploding
0: I'm quite frankly not gonna do that because that's not a thing John uh, <laughs> dang it
1: we <laughs> just gotta it's the wave of the future gotta make that happen
0: if you can figure out the technology and send me something I can put into a podcast I'll do it how about that
1: I'm more of a Jobs. I, I sure, make. Sure. A, I need a Wozniak to do this for me, but it's my idea, so I get the money for it.
0: I, and I'm certainly not going to be the Wozniak. I'm, we've got two Jobs over here and no Wozniaks, which is an issue. But anyway, if you're a
1: Wozniak, let us take advantage of you.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> we go down. It's a. It's one of those very short ones, which I always love. Carmani is a big clothes shop. It is seen in Porto Corsa. Behind, I'm gonna mess this up. Fab Fabrizio, Fabrizio, Fabrizio. Yes, I got there. Inside the shop is seen the letter C, symbol of Carmani, and some luxury radiators.
1: All right, and so a radiator is an accessory rather than a necessity.
0: Well, much like glasses, I would argue that it's a, a functional accessory. Like, whenever I get a new pair of glasses, I take a good long while, you know, to pick them out. Sure, uh,
1: be- but when you don't wear your glasses, does your body overheat and you die?
0: No, but I can't see, much worse than a lot of folks. So, I mean, I think it's an applicable, <laughs> you know, metaphor. It's not well, quite the Well, I will same. say,
1: you you don't need to see to live. Yes, that's absolutely true, but... But a regulating body heat is kind of a necessity to surviving.
0: Yes, you're absolutely right. There is a big distinction there. But if you're curious about the shop front, I have sent you a link, and famously the links always mess up, but this one looks good to me. So go ahead and give it a click in the chat here.
1: I will, but also I will clarify that uh, of course, my statement is about humans, and we have seen cars whose radiators burst, and they're fine. Yeah, they just can't drive anymore.
0: Yeah, that is uh, back to the backwards to the forwards or mm-hmm. time travel mater is what it ended up being, isn't it? Uh, that's a big oh, plot point of that.
1: Good, we get to see another example of poor forklift doing a bunch of manual labor while everyone else is just kind of having a day.
0: Yeah, as Not to mention, okay, we're looking at a still from Cars 2, yeah, and in it there is, in the background, the Carmani storefront, which has a bunch of, uh, I guess those are radiators, because that's what the wiki said they were, (laughs) Uh, but in the foreground there is a hurried-looking, very frazzled-looking forklift with a lot of luggage and shopping bags. Which brings us to the question we always have whenever we see these small things that they keep stuff in. What could possibly be in there? But we're just not going to get an answer to that, are we? Well, what kind of bags are they? Well, the t- on top are like suitcases, you know, traveling bags. Mm-hmm. But hooked around the actual forks, there are several shopping bags.
1: All right, so I don't see an actual name on the bag.
0: Yeah, you can't really make it out.
1: Boy, howdy, I got practically nothing. One of those on the top looks like a hat case.
0: Yeah, I see which one you're talking about. Like, I would say I'm not certain, but it's close enough that I'd say, sure, why not? So I think one of those is a hat, which leads
1: me to believe that somehow all of these are, well, they also look like instrument cases. Could be. Uh, it, it looks like this person has just gotten a bunch of clothes and is carrying it for someone. So that's upsetting because the whole thing is what are they going to wear? Why they wear stuff? And what we can see is that it looks like they wear a lot of stuff and we just don't know what that stuff is. Now at Carmani, you will also notice that there are a lot of uh, mirrors. Yes. Circular mirrors. Which says to me that Carmani has a very specific sense of style that does not align with any of the cars that are in front of it.
0: Yeah, there, none of these people have the Carmani mares, but, you know, Armani's a very exclusive, expensive brand in our mm-hmm. world, so maybe they just can't afford it. There is what looks to be a luxury-like sports car here.
1: But, mm-hmm. And there is a convertible staring at Carmani.
0: But, like, we don't know that being a luxury car, that's presumptuous, you know? A luxury car doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that they're... Uh, You know loaded in this the writers of cars would make that the case, Mm -hmm. but in our version of cars first that doesn't have to be true.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, of course our version of cars does not have the same rules that myths and legends points out that most fairy tales have or folklore, uh, which is of course that if you are attractive, you are royalty.
2: Yeah, I think
1: hopefully that's not what this is
0: implying. I think the issue with that is it's hard to tell what cars are and aren't attractive.
1: Well, uh, typically a nicer, glossier sheen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, they make it obvious. Yeah.
0: No, you can tell which ones the car, the riders of cars are like, oh, I'm making a sexy one this time. Mm-hmm. This car, so hot. Because they don't have a radiator because they have to buy it from mm-hmm. Uh Very, very warm. So basically what I'm getting at with this evidence is I don't know. I think almost anything could be clothes for car. Like I don't know. They could swap out their taillights. They could swap out their mirrors apparently. Their radiators. Their maybe their are ornaments. Very important though
1: uh, swapping out your headlights different thing altogether.
0: In our, in our version of the cars first. Yes again.
1: Because that would of course be uh signing away your ability to be a completely efficient, and here's my grand statement, uh, race car. Because when do we see Lightning struggle to be an actually good racer? In the first one, he's a great racer and he just gets some bad luck and also practices not racing practices that are bad, but he doesn't rely on people to like change his tires and he's a great racer aside from like not having his tires replaced often enough. But in cars two, he struggles with beating uh, foreign vehicles. And then in cars three, he just can't keep up anymore. And there's something to be said. Maybe it's because he's got too much drag from the weight that he added by having unnecessary headlights.
0: You know, that's true. Although, I will say all the cars have headlights and cars too, because they, okay, (laughs) you got me there, I guess, (laughs) I guess. That's
1: the problem. He got some big old bulky headlights and not LEDs because he wanted to show that he's a, he's a real car.
0: I do hate LED headlights, at least when they're facing me at night. You gotta
1: hate LED headlights that aren't yours.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't have any, so I don't have any to love. Uh, but I imagine they get the job done, based on how much they burn my retinas. Uh, <laughs> I imagine they light up the road real well if you're yeah, driving I, the car.
1: I saw someone on like TikTok talking about how, yeah, as an eye doctor, I get this question all the time. Like, why can't I see when there are lights uh, at night when I'm driving? And yeah, it's because of multiple reasons. One, uh, if you look at screens all day. It's going to uh, lower your sensitivity to light in a specific way. And it's not like uh, you need a blue light filter for everyday life. It's more that uh, lights are getting really bright and it's in a somewhat harmful way and a very distracting, hard
0: to see kind of way. Not to mention people who lift their truck up, uh, Mm. they almost universally don't then uh, angle their lights back down to accommodate for that. Why so, would they? They don't need
1: to do that. It's not their, not their problem. That's your problem. You gotta.
0: It is, in fact, our problem, especially, especially when we are both living in Gorktown, Kentucky, and probably mm-hmm. still more your problem.
1: Guess who has to drive to Gorgtown every workday?
0: It's John, and, and home from it.
1: You know how many people have raised trucks with, like, light kits for some stupid reason?
0: A lot, man.
1: You know, do you know what bizarre truck culture there is in just generally Kentucky and, I guess, Tennessee? It's so bad. (laughs) Why do you love trucks so much? Oh, man. I tell you one thing. There is a silver lining to all of the stormy weather, and that is... People with big old trucks are suffering even more because of gas prices.
0: Got him.
1: Hey, if you have a big old truck with a light kit and everything's angled right to, into my retinas, uh, I hope you enjoy the gas prices. I sincerely, man, happy
0: about how much you're having to pay for your sins. <laughs> So yeah, I think the long and short of it is they wear clothes for why we do both practicality. Like, it's important to remember that we do wear clothes to protect us from the elements. And they wear, you know, mirrors for practical reasons and mufflers and radiators and not horn ornaments, but lots of stuff. But also, if they've got to wear them, they might as well make them fun. And there's some stuff they don't got to wear, like hood ornaments and uh, antenna toys. But I don't know. We don't have to wear hats or necklaces, or rings, and we wear those.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, And then with the human equivalents, like hats and glasses, and mostly just hats and glasses uh, when it comes down to it, <laughs> but uh, I'd say they just sort of stumbled onto them for the same reason we did. Like, it makes a certain amount of sense to, like, make something to keep sun out of your eyes, which is where mm-hmm. Hats mostly came from, and I'm making this up, but it sounds correct, uh, (laughs) back in the day, uh, and it makes sense for those to evolve.
1: Yep. And also in their world, there's something to be said about what if you're a Celine and you need to hide your shame from the world and you just got to hide the fact that your eyes are in the wrong spot by wearing some weird sunglasses around your headlights for no reason. And wearing a hat.
0: I'm wearing a hat. I do have one thing to tie it all together, John. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send you another link here from the incredible Twitter account, Cars on the Road, updates of... And this is going to be a bit of a spoiler, John. So be ready for that. Uh, have you seen it? Is that your reaction to seeing it?
1: It's a clown.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, There is a revealed die cast from the upcoming series, Cars on the Road, that is a forklift who is a clown. And I don't know that we have time to dig into all of that. So I'm going to...
1: What kind of clown? What kind of clown
0: face you got? Sad. Sad clown. No, he's a forklift. Uh, (laughs) What I want to dig into is hats make a certain amount of sense. Glasses, sure, if they can't make their windshields glasses, which i don't know sounds like something that would be hard to do but why does this little diecast have a clown nose
1: all right yeah we have seen a nose
0: single singular nose
1: and that nose was the same size and shape proportionally to this one true lucas what if what if this fork truck is a clown not because he wanted to be but because he has a nose
0: Oh, you're saying he's not, in fact, wearing a clown nose.
1: What if he was born with a clown nose and that decided, as any other thing does, what he was going to be when he grew up? Sports cars become sports cars, fork trucks become fork trucks, and clown nose cars are clowns.
0: Okay, I'm going to suggest something equally, if not more sad. So the other nose, if you're not aware, is on the Lightyear blimp, which is their parody of the Goodyear blimp. So what if instead he was not born like this, but he is making a mocking stereotype of blimps? Hmm. Which is better? Which is more likely? That's the question we have to answer.
1: Well, here's some trouble. Yeah. Does that mean that the stereotype is that blimps are clowns and that the reason he's sad is because blimps are sad (laughs) because it would make sense that blimps are sad because there's like four of them.
0: There's four of them and they're an incredibly uh, not feasible form of transport. Not what am I trying to think of? Reasonable, reasonable, Uh, convenient, non-convenient. Let's go with that form of transportation.
1: It's, not nearly as functional as a lot of things the, functional the one that's what I was going functional for. yeah it's not nearly as good at a lot of things except there's one thing it's great at and that's being big and visible
0: yeah I'm not I, I think it's less blimps are clowns and more that they are easy targets because again there are four of them Uh, so what are they going to do about it and they are like yeah you're stupid <laughs> It's stupid that th- this is how you get get around. So we're going to make fun of you and you should be sad, which is why I'm sad clown. Oh boy. Or maybe this guy just has a weird growth on his face. Maybe. maybe his one could hope. Maybe his lacquer secretions are just too, too darn prevalent right there.
1: Mm-hmm. They're focused right in the middle of his face.
0: That'd be bad. Yep so okay one last thing about this guy we did we were talking about paint jobs forever ago Mm -hmm. is this this car's permanent paint job or is the clown makeup a less permanent paint on top of his like permanent paint
1: i forget what it's called but there is a kind of paint that's basically specifically for that there's several actually but there's one that you can get at like walmart and it's Basically, a hoe. You can just spray this on, and it looks like car paint. And you can just peel it off when you're done. It's like a vinyl. Uh, so maybe this is just like a vinyl decoration. But the problem with that is, when you look at the image, it doesn't look like
0: that. And to be fair, this is a I don't know small scale replica of a cartoon character. So maybe it will look like that in the cartoon, but it doesn't. You're right. I was going to also suggest maybe a, maybe decals would be an easier way to do it, but
1: mm-hmm. I don't know. And here's some trouble. This is just a personal thing I don't like. This looks like a very, very plastic car.
0: Yeah, like this one's going to go on my wish list of weird car diecasts to have, but it doesn't look that well manufactured. I agree.
1: Mm-hmm. Which, why would you choose that picture if this is just not a good picture? Which makes me think that, oh, it might even look worse.
0: It might. Well, this seems like it's probably been leaked to me. Uh, Like, someone got a hold of these early and took pictures and are leaking them, which is wild that someone would do that about Cars on the Road. But that's sort of what everything on Cars on the Road updates, the Twitter account is, which is very good. I like it a lot.
1: Now, me, I would have assumed that Cars on the Road updates was an official uh, Twitter.
0: No, they post, this is fan run, baby.
1: Okay. Well, this is frustrating. I can't seem to, alright. So, uh, if you look back, you'll see that there is, in fact, another diecast that has been leaked.
0: Oh, he has a little hat, doesn't he?
1: He's got a little hat and goggles. Safety goggles.
0: No, okay. Safety goggles are problematic more than glasses.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And this is another fork truck except it's more truck and he's a lot more square and here's the thing that goes with square. He's got some big ol' hunkin' safety goggles so you know he's a square. Plus his hat is very square. (sighs) Basically, they made a nerd car.
0: They did make a nerd car. But the goggles are problematic for the obvious reason of like I can get the hand-wavy explanation of oh, they can't reshape the the windshields, to be glasses. But the windshields are already there to protect their eyes.
1: They already shield the eyes as they are shields.
0: Yeah, so... I don't know. I like his hat, though. It's nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. John, I'm just scrolling through this. I can't wait until we get to watch a show with dinosaur cars. Because that's just gotta... Like, we we are bracing for that. Because we're talking about clothes, you know? That's our episode today. But... In several months, not even several, just a few months, we are going to get to talk about the existence of dinosaur-shaped cars.
1: Now, if you look on Cars on the Road updates, you can see these two characters in sticker form.
0: Oh, yeah. They do sticker books. They do concept art. They do IMDb updates. They do all of it, man.
1: I got to point out, Sad Clown Car is very much not sad in this image.
0: Hmm, is his paint different?
1: I mean, he is smiling, and his face is painted in a smile.
0: Huh. But all of his other paint is the same? Similar. Okay. Fascinating.
1: And Nerdcar looks more nerdy somehow.
0: Ooh, they're magnets, even. <laughs> well, I don't know. They wear clothes. Uh, they do it for reasons we do. I have an anecdote that I couldn't work naturally into. <laughs> to the podcast. So I'm going to do it now, John, since Let's we're at it. the end of the podcast. Yes. So as you know, my girlfriend Liz loves Disney and specifically, I don't know if you know this, but I think you probably do Disney trivia. Absolutely. If you know her, she gets so competitive, which is very funny to see Liz get uh, based on her normal demeanor. Mm-hmm. So we will go in Cincinnati and do Disney trivia quite often. And we've settled on our team name being Lightning McQuiz. Mm -hmm. And the other day, we won, as we often do, getting a 95 as our final Mm -hmm. score, which is Lightning McQueen's number. And that felt, I don't know, like fate. Mm -hmm. That's the end of the story.
1: All right. Now, next time, might I recommend Frightening McQueen?
0: I mean, if it's a Halloween-themed one, maybe.
1: But instead of Lightning McQuiz... It's frightening McQueen because you're here to scare away the other
0: players. Yeah, they should be afraid if we, and by we I mean Liz and her friend Natalie, who is also deeply, deeply good at Disney trivia, are there. Because they should. That's true. (laughs) All right. I'll consider it. Fair enough. It's the end of the podcast? That's the end of the podcast. That's the the end of the podcast. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to it. And of course, a very special thanks to Al Al, I don't know if you actually listen to the podcast or not, or if you just think it's very funny to interact with the podcast in the ways you do. But if you do, I don't know, tweet at us the word applesauce, and we'll know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, thanks to the rest of you also. (laughs) Uh, we do really appreciate you joining us on these journeys, and as we are doing, waiting until we get the Cars on the Road. That's what we're all doing. We know that. We know that, and that's okay. Uh, And if you want to send us ideas like friend of the show Al has, you can either tweet them at us, at our Twitter account, which is uh, at the or you can email them to us, uh, to our email address, which is thekachat at gmail.com. They're isn't a hyphen in there and of course there aren't spaces because that's not how email addresses or usernames work now john's gonna say his part of the outro
1: remember to like comment subscribe tell anyone and everyone you think might be the least bit interested in this gooky quirky strange little podcast and until next time remember to float like a Cadillac
0: and steam like a beamer get you i think i said steam
1: and steam like a binger
2: Tide.